listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Cars. I am joined once again today by my good friend, a man that wants to take your SBC and shove an SBF in there, Mr. Brandon Cole. That's me. Yeah. Swapping everything. Yep. (laughs) All the swaps. All right, man. What do you got for us today? So another week. Uh, This week, we have something that's near and dear to my heart, a Honda recall, (laughs) because apparently... The 2013 to 2015 Honda Accord is uh, there's been 107 reports of loss of steering control under normal driving conditions. The NHTSA has begun an investigation uh, based on an October 2020 petition from a 2013 owner where she describes uh, losing steering control and the car deviated from its intended path of travel during normal driving and without warning. So uh, luckily there's been nobody seriously injured and hopefully it doesn't happen to me like, you know, on the highway or something. That'd be, that'd be rough. Yeah, that would not be good. I do know that um, Honda does have a really good, um, we call it a warranty, whatever with that, uh, for the recalls. Um, I bought my, I bought my wife, 2009, uh, civic when we first got married and it, uh, the motor just straight up cracked, like the block cracked and started leaking what? coolant everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we were just driving down the road and all the coolant leaked up and, uh, overheated. And so we, I dumped some more coolant in there and we drove it home, but, um, we took it into the shop and it turns out there's a recall on it and they gave us a brand new engine, brand new cylinder head, fully rebuilt everything. And, uh, didn't cost us a penny. That's badass. Yeah. It ended up working out pretty well for us. And that Honda will now outlive us all. Yeah. It only had 70 something thousand miles on it at the time. Ah, oh, it was barely getting broke in. Yeah. Was, this is probably a good four or five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's hopefully they'll issue a recall or like figure out more specifically what's wrong so I yeah. don't die. Uh, another thing in in the news, and it's affecting everyone. It's affecting me personally as I've been unable to get a PS5. Uh, <laughs> it's caused Apple to stagger the release of the new iPhone. It's uh, caused a lot of problems, a chip shortage, which is due in part to, well, made much worse by COVID uh, from what I've been reading. But yeah, Ford, and it's Ford's not the only one. A lot of automakers have had to either delay or just halt production on vehicles because they're missing like crucial either navigation or ABS type components that they can't even deliver the vehicles. We're a part of the ford godzilla facebook group page Mm. and uh there's people on there complaining that they're being delayed delivery of their 2021 you know f-250s and 350s because there's no abs or there's no ecu or there's you know critical components that are just unavailable so that's uh their bread and butter going down says they're losing an estimate uh 1.2 billion in revenue having to shut down that plant to make their uh, all Ford's pickup trucks. Yeah, and uh Ford as you know uh stopped making pretty much everything except the Mustang 
correct? As far as your passenger cars, all they make now is you know pick, pickups that, and SUVs. I'm not entirely sure, but I have heard that before, but I can't verify that's true or not. But I guess we can Google that real quick. Um, either either way, the pickup sector is like the bread and butter of Ford and GM and has been for, for decades. So when we went and bought uh, my wife's new um, Ford Explorer sport, um, now that you mention it, yeah, I don't recall seeing any real cars there. There is a Mach E. I don't know if we count that as a car or not, but uh, you know, they're obviously the Mustangs, but yeah, it's pretty much SUVs and, pickup trucks at this dealership so yeah maybe maybe that's about right but you actually mentioned something about apple a second ago their their microchips um this is maybe a little off topic but (laughs) um you know they're making a car now right i i've heard they were going to partner with kia or hyundai same thing but yeah i don't really know but i thought that's i mean I kind of expected it. I mean, they're going to make everything eventually. <laughs> I yeah, I've I, I would be very interested because uh, I, I didn't know it's confirmed. I just heard they were in talks. Um, Kia and Hyundai have absolutely stepped up their game tremendously in the last decade. I remember when I was younger, Kias and Hyundais were just like throwaway cars. You'd get them. like dirt cheap and you drive them for a hundred thousand miles and you literally just you'd see them abandoned on the side of the road like they were just (laughs) absolute trash yeah and now like the genesis line is a pretty legit luxury automobile so yeah apple makes you know i'm a big fan of their products so i'm sure the two of them working together hopefully they bring their best parts forward and you don't get a uh like the cheapest version of both you know what i mean right yeah i would imagine if if it does say here that it's uh all but confirmed it's kind of just okay of, uh, what we do know so far so not a whole lot of information on here but it seems like this is a legit thing and um i don't know i don't know anything about this pairing of the uh, Kia or Hyundai or whatever, but uh, that would make sense. I would say um, Apple brings all this technology and then an automotive industry or, or associate Hyundai actually. So if Hyundai brings all their right um, industry knowledge on car building. So. Yeah. I imagine they saw Tesla and realized that uh, the production and development, well, just the production and development of a chassis up automobile is a huge pain in the ass. So they're probably like, you know what? We'll just go talk to Hyundai real quick. I wonder if it was the other way around. I wonder if Hyundai approached Apple about it saying, Hey, we have to have an electric car and you guys are pretty innovative and have a ton of money. <laughs> it could be, I mean, yeah. either, yeah, e- either one is plausible, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know they've had hybrids for a little bit. I don't know if they've have a full EV yet though. Hyundai. So, I, don't know, I don't keep up too much on them. I probably should. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's worldwide. And depending on who you who uh, you listen to, which article you read, it they're supposedly stepping up production to try and catch up with the the shortage. But it's one to one to five years, depending on 
the uh, depending on which article you read before this chip shortage and okay. uh, the, well, the effects of it kind of ease up. Interesting seeing how it slows down the EV market as well. Yeah, because that's, you know, in large part controlled by computers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So well, that's the, I mean, it's, it's the kind of the global economy in, in a way, the, the melding of technology and, uh, and automobiles, it's, it's going to, everything's just more and more interconnected. So. Right. Here, here's something that I didn't know, which makes perfect sense now to think about it. The, uh, Lamborghini Urus, which I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. But that and the Audi SQ8 are the same vehicle. And Wait. somebody told me that. And I was like, like, they share a chassis or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the R8 and the Huracan. I didn't know they shared a chassis. Oh, yeah. They are absolutely the same except uh, the body. Okay. okay. Engine, transmission, diffs. I mean, they've, they're all uh, covered in uh, each other's badges. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I guess it makes sense then if the uh, R8 and the Lambo, why not? I, yeah. I really don't like the Urus if that's how you say it properly. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very cool. It's uh, interesting looking, but yeah, I think it was on one of these car uh, uh, top gear, maybe top gear America or something. And it, mm-hmm. it pretty much got stomped by the track hawk and um i think it, even the durango or something like that and then um what, what was the other fact? was it like yeah. quarter mile time or track time um gosh i think well definitely quarter mile and i believe it, it just it pretty much got stomped in so many other areas it was probably a really nimble because i've seen some in real life uh uh, here locally and uh and they, they look smaller but i think it just flat out came down to that you know the all the torque and everything coming out i mean you can use it all in that in that jeep and the durango because it's all-wheel drive i mean i know the urus is too but it just severely got outpowered i think well i mean it's kind of hard to argue with the grunt of a blown 6.4 liter yeah well, 6.2 but yeah oh my bad but yeah or it might be a four. I don't know. I know the demon's a six point two. Then it's probably the six point two. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, the Audi is a four liter twin turbo V eight. Yeah. So you know, different strokes for different folks. The Audi's also uh, almost a quarter million dollars. So there's that. Yeah, that's a lot more. I, w- I would definitely rather have a, a ninety thousand dollar Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Not of all, like, so I've always thought, and I think I said this before, like if you were to try to get me in a Bentley or even a Rolls Royce before, I don't know, seven years ago when they started to go with, or I guess it's been more than seven, but when they started to do like the continental GT and kind of make it a younger sportier look, before that, I just could not understand why anyone would want one. And even now, like if I had a billion dollars, the amount of cars I'd have before I had one of those is pretty long, the yeah. list. But 
the luxury SUV market, it really surprises me it's taken this long to get into because I drive a Rolls-Royce Cullen or a Bentley Bentayga before I drive almost any of the sedans. So, like, it makes sense to me that it's taking off now, but I, it's still funny to me that it took so long. I can't think of any good reason to, to drive a sedan. There, I can't, there's not one legitimate reason why, if given any budget, why I would say I'm going to go buy a sedan. Because if I want a car, I want a coupe because I want it to be fast. And if I want luxury and room, I want an SUV or even a truck. That's fair. Like I, ends don't make I don't sense. think I'd ever buy like a seven series or I don't, I don't know. Unless I was being driven, maybe there's a few sedans that well, are look, pretty cool. Going back to what we just talked about, look at Ford. If, if they're truly not making a sedan anymore, maybe they've caught on to the same thing that I'm maybe just now catching on to. Um, yeah. They just, it just doesn't make sense. And like I've owned one sedan my entire life and it was an Evo, which hardly qualifies, but it is a sedan. Right. And um, I've just never, I've never seen the point of it. You know, it just, if you want room and you want luxury, you, you get a sweet SUV. If you want, if you need to haul something, you buy a truck, everything else, you, it's just a sports car. <laughs> and so you might as well have it small and fast and nimble. That's fair. You make valid points, my friend. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, there's there's your Hellcat sedans that are pretty cool. You get a Charger that's pretty badass, seven hundred horsepower. Okay. If I don't know, Hold I don't on. know. Hold on. Yeah. All right. So you can get the Challenger, and the Challenger is faster in every way, shape, and form. Charger. Sorry. The yes, but it's faster than the Charger. The Challenger is faster than the Charger. Right, but you can't get people in and out of the back seat easily. Right. So if you're if you are in need of that, you buy the Jeep Trackhawk or the Durango Trackhawk or whatever it's called. It's not a Trackhawk. I don't know. The the fast Durango. Uh yeah. It's just Um, SRT, I think. But yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's got the same 707 horse engine or whatever the supercharged engine in it. Um but yeah, I mean that's that I mean, I don't I don't I don't understand the the even the point of a charger. Um, I was actually disappointed with the charger from day one because historically that's a two door coupe. Yeah, that's one, true. But it is yeah. two door coupe, and I mean I get it the the need for a sedan in in their lineup, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just uh you get a larger backseat than the Challenger, and then then in in any other instance, it's like why not just have an SUV? That's that's fair. That's a fair point, you know? Yeah. But, uh, um, anyways, I want to talk about, are, are we ready to move on? Cause I want to, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to talk about the lightning. Okay. Ford has on the trail of bastardizing names. Yes. Ford's just fucking done it again. Yes. So Ford, oh, we're going to, we're going to do a podcast next week uh, on Wednesday when they release the, few details that they will release probably um, on the new F-150 Lightning. All electric vehicle. It's not going to be gas powered. And to be clear, this isn't the new embodiment of the early 2000s Lightning. 
This is an all-electric F-150, not a so this, not a designated performance vehicle. So this is not an SVT. Right. Or do we do we know that though? Um, I've not seen anything about that. So I've I did a little bit of reading uh, kind of inadvertently about it. The performance lightning truck is now the Raptor. They were gonna read they were in when they were designing the next gen Raptor after the the bubble one in the early two thousands, they decided to make it off road instead of track oriented. So that's the Raptor is the SVT truck now. This lightning, from what I've read, is just their designator for the all electric F one fifty instead of having, mm. you know what I mean? I guess I guess I jumped the gun on it a little bit because I was hoping. I mean, I would imagine it's going to be fast if it's. Of know, course, it's all the EVs electric. seem to be. That's like the only way they can get people to buy them. Sure, um, but like, yeah, okay. So I, I'm still thinking that they're going to stay true to their name being a sports truck, but I guess I missed. Oh, it's like they that. did with the Mustang, right? The Mach-E that's, that's a still uh, car, right? Uh, yes. I they they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't take something that's <laughs> beloved for decades and generations yeah, and I, use it. No. I definitely think they shot themselves in the foot on that. I saw one on the road the other day. It wasn't horrid, but I definitely didn't think, wow, it's a good looking vehicle is, is definitely messed up there. And even still the top of the line performance version of it is not like fast. It's, it's quick, but it's not like sports car fast territory, uh, especially trying to compare it to the Tesla. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, they just kind of missed everywhere. They, they, they put a sports car name behind it, a historic sports car name behind it. Yeah, a very beloved sports car name behind it, and call it the it, fucking Taurus Mach E. How about yes. that? Call <laughs> it the SHO Mach E Taurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I really think they they messed up on that, and I think they're 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 doing it again with the the Lightning. But we'll see, we'll see. I'm not going to judge them until I see it. I'm already going to judge them on the Mach E. That was that was a miss, and uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens here. I don't hate the Mach-E because it's electric or, I mean, it's not the best looking thing, but whatever. It's some weird like market niche thing you're trying to make, whatever. Yeah. Don't call it a freaking Mustang, please. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a true sports car. Yeah. But even then, if you're going to do an all electric sports car, don't like in the Mustang, it's no longer a Mustang. Once they stop making V8s, in Mustangs, I think they should stop calling it a Mustang. Come up with your new new generation pony car, whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. the day they stop offering a V8, I believe. I mean, that's just me being like a purist dickhead, but <laughs> like it's it still like bums me out. Like I'm okay yeah. with the electrification. Like I get it. It's progress. It's, it is what it is, but stop trying to like, Oh, it's still the same. Here's a little carrot. It's all, I, it's just the same. <laughs> it's I not. sort of, I sort of agree with you. However, I think that the five Oh probably should have gotten dumped a while back and then just gone with the, uh, all aluminum 3.5 liter EcoBoost because it's already proven to just be a great power plant. And I think it would be amazing having like an SVT variant of it in the uh, Mustang. 
it, it, like like it's in like it's in the Ford GT. It, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, <sighs> it doesn't have know. the great like, sound. It doesn't sound amazing. Like well, it, that, that 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 even it's, aside, it's, it's like if you look at the DNA of what makes a. I'm not saying that that the EcoBoost engine isn't great. Like, there's numbers to prove me wrong all day on that. Like, I agree, it's awesome, but. To call something an American muscle car and not have a V8 offered, I don't know. That just call it something else. Call it something else. Call it the new wave, whatever, the stallion, or I don't know. Call it well, just see, make it so, something different. So that thought process in in my mind is the reason why the GMC Cyclone and the uh, Buick Grand National X, the GNX didn't make it long-term because back in 1987, those were the fastest cars in the world, zero to 60. They, nothing really. Absolutely. That yeah. close. They were absurdly fast and they were Buicks and GMC trucks. Like the, the, when the GMC Cyclone, which is basically a GMC Sonoma with an all wheel drive, uh, drive train and a single turbo V6 was the fastest car in the world. And it was a truck. It, sub four 19. second zero to 60 absolutely well, sub four second it's sub five second i think it was like mid to low four second area i think is capable of launching at um Hold but on. still i mean absurdly fast i think the next fastest thing was probably in the fives or maybe even sixes i mean at the time a, a corvette was like making 250 horsepower or something like that um so All right, I mean, 4.3 seconds my bad yeah, that's still, that's still, still by today's standards, that's fast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think is, a new Mustang is about in that territory, if not a little weird. bit slower. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think it's the same thing. It's like the Grand National was, it just didn't have that grunt, that sound that a V8 has. So it just, people just didn't want it, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, don't give me, I'm not saying that the sound isn't a component of it but it, I don't know. It's not a muscle car. If it's not a, if it's not a V8. That's yeah, just, I don't I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you though. So, I mean, I would, I would say I'm probably in the minority here. Yeah. I'm I also, I'm not opposed to a badass twin turbo. Like if you wanted to make, like if Shelby wanted to make a badass EcoBoost Cobra. Yeah. If we, okay. went, if we went and talked to the JDM boys, they would they would be laughing at us. Because- Look, they've already put an RB twenty six in a Mustang. They've proven they're not to be trusted, and uh, <laughs> that's we'll just leave that alone. Yeah, but you know, it's historically, or inline sixes are just six cylinders in with turbos in JDM vehicles have proven to just be historically awesome. I'm not saying I don't want that. I'm saying don't. It's not a muscle car. That's all I'm saying. I'm not shitting on small displacement <laughs> turbo engines. I fucking love them. I'm yeah. all about it. But if you call something a muscle car, I believe that implies a V8. Right. If well, you call something a pickup, it implies a bed to carry things. Like if you if you cap off the bed of the cyclone which it was laughable i think it had a 500 pound payload it had just some ridiculous thing but if you cap it off and make it to where you can't haul or tow anything is that a pickup anymore 
Yeah. Well, not really, because a pickup implies a certain set of capabilities. To and, me, and, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an my, asshole. In my mind, the only, like, I don't even classify a Mustang or a Camaro or Corvette or anything along those lines as a muscle car. The only thing in my mind that classifies as a muscle car that's made today is the Challenger. Why is that? Well, his, I mean, so, so back in the day, this, let's look back 20 years ago. What did you consider a muscle car back then? I mean, or, or the cl- classically a muscle car is these old challengers, these old Camaros. All right, so if, they, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. So they're right. straight line fast and they're, yeah. they're pretty much not really good for hardly anything else. And I mean, the challenger honestly is pretty, pretty good. The SRT models are pretty good around the track still, but realistically these cars are geared towards just quarter mile drag racing i mean that's that's what that's the highlight of a challenger uh hellcat or red eye or demon right and so i don't know that's how i i mean you specify them your way and i kind of do it my way i guess so i just i didn't really put a mustang in a muscle car category more so just american the domestic sports car i guess that's fair I mean, a pony car. Yeah, a five five seats, two doors, sports like muscle car. That's V eight. A sports car technically is two seats, which is what the Corvette is. If we want to be real assholes sure. about it, yeah. sure. but no, that's fair. As soon as I guess they started being more circuit track oriented than quarter mile oriented, you could say the muscle car died. And, and must must things have always been more track oriented than anything i mean even back in the the old 1965 or whatever right uh, way back when uh, they've always kind of wanted to be more nimble and not really focused on having a big honking v8 to squeeze out every horsepower they could out of it um i mean they actually did squeeze out a lot but they always had the smaller engine and just tried to make higher revving yeah yeah so Anyways, long story short, the lightning making some sort of comeback, and yep. we're going to review it next Wednesday. Yep. Tune in for that. Heck yeah. Um, um, and other Ford news as well. This is a Ford day right now. <laughs> heck yeah. Every um, day is Ford day. <laughs> um, I am not Ford biased, just so everybody knows. It's just, I mean, right now there's a lot, lot to talk about, and I end up do talking a lot about Ford. He says that. But earlier in the show, this exact show, he pulled a small block Chevy out to put a small block Ford in. So <laughs> that was what I did today. I didn't go to work. I just uh, did a, a Ford swap on my Cummins. Yeah. Pulled the Cummins yep. out. Dropped. The, oh, man, that's ambitious. Dropped a 4.6 uh, modular <laughs> V8 in there. <laughs> the old two valve for two valve. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same, right? Hey, no, this is actually a four valve Cummins. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyway. Well, you had two more cylinders in the in the V8, so it'll it's yeah. the same. It's That's the same. better, right? Yeah, yeah. More cylinders is better. Um, so 2022, so next year, F150 is uh, firing back at the T-Rex with the uh, F150 Raptor R, which is rumored to be a 700 plus horsepower, 5.2 yes. liter supercharged V8. Which is happy news and sad news. Can you guess why it's happy and sad? Well, I'm going to let you tell me. 
All right. It's happy because we're back to the V8. It's sad yeah. because they missed another opportunity to put the yes. 73 or a variant oh my God. of yeah. it. I don't get that. Like, come on, guys. Okay, so, yes. We, what is everybody raving about right now? The 73 still in the, in this, in our, in our industry, you know, if you're, if you follow anything on Instagram or Facebook car related, I mean, 7.3 is going to get mentioned quite a bit. And there's a lot of it. Oh going. yeah. Uh, I'm following a guy right now that's doing a 7.3 swap on a, I think it's like a 2002 lightning. Yeah. Um, it's a supercharged 7.3, which is so cool. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for him to get it going and run and follow along on it. But, um, I mean, yeah, you, that's what they could have just done that. And it would have been, it would have been great. It been, one, you would have had so much displacement. You could have, it would have just, the tuning world would have really taken this and had a whole lot of fun with it. And, and then you would, you would fire back at them with just all that displacement. And, you know, it, it would just, it would just belittle the TRX, but they didn't do it. I mean, I'm not not bashing the five two at all. It's been. I mean, yes. If it is the same running gear out of the GT five hundred, which it seems to be five point two liters supercharged with a ten speed automatic, that is or people are already getting insane power out of those with yeah. like tune E eighty five and a pulley. So I'm so pretty excited. Essentially, it's the Voodoo engine, but supercharged also. No, no. Okay. Voodoo, uh, they're both five twos. Voodoo is flat plane crank. Yeah, it's flat. And plane this plane. is cross plane crank. This is like the more traditional. So this is more or less a slightly larger five zero. Yes. Okay. But I mean, that's just my little knowledge. But I do know because I was excited that they were going to put the GT three fifty engine in the GT five hundred. But it's, they're they're pretty different from what I understand. Okay, I guess that's another thing that we'll we'll wait to see what's really in this. Is it just a uh, is it a five point two Coyote or is that or is it? I guess the same thing is. I probably need to educate myself a little bit more on that because I was just under the assumption that that's what this was. But if the uh, GT five hundred already has this, then I am a little bit behind on it. Let's see. I'm trying to see what actually constitutes the coyote. Yeah. Because, um, I mean... Honestly, almost, it, would make, it, it would make sense to me for it to be based off of the coyote, being that it just is really good proven engine, and they make a ton of them. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the coyote is just you know, their dual overhead cam five liter v8 so i don't know that's something we could definitely do more research and come back yeah but um yeah i'm actually that's another thing too though it's like so these regardless of if it's the coyote or some sort of voodoo deal or something else entirely um these are big engines displacement wise not big but just physically measurement yes. wise physically yeah they're big i mean they gobble big. up an engine bay man yeah, those huge, heads are massive yeah, huge cylinder heads and and then you have the 73 which is lighter and physically smaller but you get like 1.1 more cubic inch displaced i mean uh, uh 1.1 more, 
one point one more liters. Kind of, it's hard to say. Uh, two sorry, they, two point two point one more liters. They switched to a uh, in in cam cam in block push rod design. Just so right, people that yeah. don't know. Yeah. So yeah, you get the tr- more traditional old school cam in block push rod engine are just smaller, more compact, and they just it, it would make getting insane made, numbers out of them like crazy numbers and this is this is just a work truck they haven't even like ford racing hasn't even svt hasn't even got their hands on this This is just some aftermarket stuff that's been thrown together real quick because the engine's only been out for like a year now like on the uh where you can actually buy a crate engine yeah like ls type numbers like up into four numbers without cracking the engine like you just strap a pro charger on there or some turbos and people are getting 11, 1200 horsepower. Yeah. So it just would have made sense for them to do this and they're not doing it. I'm not mad, but I, I wish it would have had the seven three. And I think a lot of people, I think I'm, I think a lot of people are going to agree with me on this. Yeah. Well, make sure to let us know in the comments on YouTube or on the uh, Instagram I am Chris Talks Cars. Brandon, what are you? I am, well, I'm actually just changed my name. So it is roll underscore Cole. And if you spell it right, you're wrong. If you spell it right, you're wrong. But yeah, check us out on uh, Cartoon Channel as well. Yeah, that is R-O-L-E underscore Cole, C-O-L-E. And uh, right. we will be back next week with our regular show and then a little bonus mini episode about the lightning. So uh, make sure you check that out. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. Do all the things, and we will see you next week. Bye. See you.